This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to the You Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here for a Sunday special episode with you, Jordana. How are you? What's happening? I'm great. Um, getting into, uh, you know, that fall feeling. And I'm very excited because we have a very special guest today. She's been on our show before. Um, she is my older sister and clinical psychologist, Dr. Naomi Bernstein. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, guys. A fan favorite. People loved that episode with you and just loved the whole, just uh, getting into the, 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 because we're talking out of our asses here and it's nice right. to have a professional on here with us. I'll take all the responsibility away from you guys. If that helps. <laughs> that yeah. does help a lot. <laughs> yes. If any, if you disagree with anything we say, now we have a professional to, there to we come go. in and, and tell us how fucked up our thoughts are. Now, no, I had a really good time talking to you guys last time. I'm looking forward to doing it. And you get some great questions. You guys have forwarded a lot of questions and they're all pretty, you know, pretty interesting and real deal stuff. So it's fun. Well, I think for us, we, we live in this world where like sometimes it's easier to email it than it is to even say in say to someone that you're sitting with and you're like, say to a professional, like sometimes it's just easy to easier to write it down on the page and send it off into the ether of, of this podcast. And then it, it, it's, it's, I would, I would think some of this is very therapeutic for people to even just write. A hundred percent, which is why, you know, sometimes Jordana sent me a couple of the emails and they were, you know, maybe they were a little bit older and I said, well, is there a point in still doing this? This person's probably still not struggling with this problem. <laughs> but I think what happens is like you said, it's two o'clock in the morning. You're, even if you have a therapist, you're not texting her, you know, at two o'clock in the morning or him. So it is, I think, therapeutic just to hear yourself speak about whatever it is. And sometimes even as you're typing it, you're kind of like, okay, I think I know what I need to do here. So I have a separate question before we get into the email, if you, if you don't mind. I wanted to know, what is the most common, um, now that we're, what, six months into this COVID quarantine world, there's a lot of talk of, like, relationships ending and, and like, this surge of divorce. I, you hear a lot about that. That's a very clickbaity story. Are you seeing this happening in, in regards to with being stuck in the house together for this many months and what is kind of the most common covid quarantine related issue that you're coming across with people you see you know what i think it is it's just what it's it, i think is what it seems to be which is that people have a lot more time on their hands so they have more time to think about their relationships and whether or not they're working they're not commuting they're not probably doing as much as they were doing before they're not socializing as much so i think it, you just start the wheels turning a little bit more, not to be necessarily sexist one way or the other, but I think even women to some extent more than men start to have a little quiet time and start to think, is this right? Is this, 
oh, I noticed that he's doing this thing. Is that okay? Is that not okay? So like some of the emails that we, um, that, that you guys sent over, but, um, you know, I think it's a lot of just, we're spending more time together. I'm noticing little things. And so the little stuff that starts to bubble up and then there's an argument over something that is probably not what you're really arguing about. It just brings all the underlying stuff to the surface, you know, and the underlying stuff could be fear of commitment. It could be personality differences. It could be lack of communication, all that stuff. I think just bubbles up. So I, I totally I, I, see that. It's like, yeah. uh, there's, there's no one hell hath no fury, like a woman who has time to think <laughs> about things. I, I but that's my favorite. It's my favorite bit to do with Jess is to go. You got to stop doing all that thinking. You know what happens to you? You know when you start thinking like that, you start going crazy. And she right. hates it so much, and I laugh hysterically. Um, I I do understand though, also where it's like, without the hustle and bustle of driving from this place to that place, it is just you two, and you're kind of like. What am I? Is this the rest? I guess the question becomes like, is this the rest of my life? Which is very sad. Right. Like purpose. I think a lot of people start to feel like, what is my purpose? And if your job is kind of blah and your social life is kind of blah and you're not traveling, you're not making plans, you're not doing all that stuff. You're kind of like, okay, my purpose is to be in this relationship and my purpose is to progress this relationship. And Sometimes when that's happening in a way you don't want or it's not happening, that's when I think it starts to feel like, okay, you know, what what's going on here? We got to talk about this. Right. It's such a bigger part of your life than it. I mean, like if you're spending pretty much like 24 seven with someone, that's like a much larger piece of your whole social life pie than it was before when you were going out with friends or going to weddings or distracted by other work stuff. So I do. I, that definitely makes sense to me. I would also think that a part of it and is that like you've lost because we don't have like the other cup we we've lost the couple doing worse than us or the people that are doing worse than us like we don't get to interact with them so you've kind of lost your baseline you're not like well it could be worse i could be you know i could be john smith and in their relationship and look how shitty they're doing publicly like you know what i mean like you've lost that right hundred percent. Nobody's posting their arguments on social media, you know, you know, so you see them, you know, someone storm out of the party or yeah, know, not show up for the birthday dinner or whatever it is, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, so, I mean, we, we got a couple of emails. We, uh, uh, it's very, thank you for coming back on the show. I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm sure Jordana is. And, uh, do we have anything else? Do we want to go to the emails? I think we can get right into the emails. My only last question for you was like, do you see couples like over Zoom? Yeah. No? A hundred percent. That's it, interesting. What is that? Are they in different computers? Are they in the same box? <laughs> so, so interesting. I, are they hold- uh, they're, usually, they're usually in the same box, but like sometimes, you know, some couples don't want to sit that close together to be able to get into the same box if they're not getting along. So that's always... You know, not always, but sometimes <laughs> things are bad. <laughs> it's gotten worse. We're in two different boxes this week. A hundred, and I could, you know, I could tell because there was, you know, I did have a couple where, you know, sh- they were talking as if they were in the same house, but they were in two different spaces. So they were mm. in the house, but they were just not in, in the, the same, same room. Room. Um, and then we talked more about it, and that was actually one of the big issues in their relationship is that they don't 
they just like kind of mark their territory in the, in the house and stay in separate rooms. So it gave us a little bit of, oh. you know, fuel. For what a luxury. <laughs> right. As uh, two people who are living with people in one bedroom apartments. Right. Can you imagine? <laughs> I, I mean, room? what? And complaining about it. <laughs> I feel like um, it's actually better in some ways. It works really well because you don't have to coordinate schedules quite as much. You don't have to account for, you know, travel time. And so it's, you know. Oh, I mean, there's I mean, that's the thing we're kind of learning about, like all of this stuff is like everyone has their pluses and minuses. If you're in a one bedroom apartment, you're like, it's great. We you know, we're on the couch together. We have fun together. We talk there. The fights are had right away. If you're if you're in like a four bedroom, you know, mansion, you're like, yeah, it's great. We get to stay away from each other. We never have to fight. We never you know. And then it's like the again, then it goes the other way. There's bad and good. Totally. Right, 100%. I, I, but I, I know we kind of glazed over. We should introduce, like, your background, what you do. I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't really get into that. Jordana, well, if you, I mean, if you guys, yeah, if you guys haven't listened to the previous episode um, that she was on, I guess we can give you a little background. Naomi, do you want to explain? Um, or It's weird. Should I call you Dr. Bernstein, even though you're my sister? Is that for the purpose of the show? I'm not this even This is sure. a professional <laughs> setting. Right. <laughs> um yeah i'm a private practice practitioner i my you know my virtual office is all over the place but is currently in long island um but um yeah i specialize in couples and relationships so basically i do a lot of couples therapy but i also do a lot working with people trying to get over a breakup dealing with a, a relationship that is unhealthy that isn't working out trying to figure out do you want to stay do you want to leave um, and a lot of times I have individuals that come in and work like one person doesn't want to come. So I work with the other person and does, that works okay. Sometimes they bring stuff home and they talk about it. Um, obviously it's better if two people come in, but I, you know, so relationships are sort of my area of expertise, whether it's trying to make them work or trying to, you know, be done one way or the other. Getting And, and I'm sorry, getting unstuck. And someone who's who's out there single and wants to speak to a professional, you do that too? Oh, for sure. So, yeah, I should have mentioned that too. A hundred percent. You know, like if people are single and they are, you know, a lot of people who are single are not happy being single. They want, they crave yeah. that relationship. They crave that, you know, connection. So that's something that I, you know, I help a lot of people with too, is just trying to figure out ways to be happy on your own and the whole, you know, you can't love someone else till you love yourself thing, which is a hundred percent a real thing. Um, because otherwise you just project all of your own issues onto this person and it just makes the relationship complicated. So yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, that, you know, I a hundred percent love helping people that are single and trying to figure out how they can be their best selves before getting into a relationship. And, and if you if you're out there and you want to listen to Dr. Bernstein's first episode with us, it's called "Should I Come Clean About My Past on a First Date." That's the name of the episode uh, that Dr. Bernstein was on with us. And where can they find you if they want to reach out to you privately and be like, "Hey, let's do a session. Let's let's figure out uh, how can I?" Because there are people listen right now. Like I I mean I've I've said this on here, but like I think a lot of people are just dealing with like. Again, time on their hands. They're going to play. Their mind is going to places that maybe they've never gone before. And the idea of going and I would assume that 
business is good because of Zoom. Like how easy it makes it to kind of figure out a time to do to go to do this on your own couch instead of the couch in your office, right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And so, so two things. My my website's NaomiBernstein.com, so you can you know go there, check out some more information about me, and and reach out to me on that. But I've also joined something called Groupport Therapy, um, which is a really cool new business, which is basically group online group therapy. So if you don't have great insurance or you don't have any coverage or, you know, you don't have a ton of money to spend on individual therapy, you can get into an online group. And I think it's like $100 for the first month. So you get four wow. group therapy sessions for $100. So if you go on there, it's really easy. You input just basically your name and your email and then click on then the next page is you can choose what type of group you want. So they have college stress group. They have mine is relationship group. So if you want to talk to me, like click on relationships, you'll see my name pop up. And, um, and it's a great way to just talk to like some of these questions that people have. You can come into the group and raise whatever questions you have. And then you get to hear what I have to say about it. But you can also get feedback from other people that are going through similar issues, whether it's breakups or relationship issues or some of the stuff we're talking about here, living together during quarantine or whatever it is. So it's kind of a cool way to get started in therapy and you don't have to commit to a huge amount of time, but you can get started and it's pretty inexpensive. So that's another great way to do it. How, how do you spell that again? Can, can you say, what's the name of the website? Reporttherapy.com. So G-R-O-U-P-O-R-T. Therapy. Group Ort. Yes. Group Ort. Okay. Therapy.com. I would assume also the it's the subtle comfort of knowing you're not alone, that other people are kind of going through similar things than you. Totally. Because you I'm get more perspective. Professional. So yeah. There's like a little bit of a, you know, I don't share personal details about myself, um, you know, maybe little bits and pieces, but I'm not sitting there opening up about my personal problems. So it's nice. You kind of get the combination of somebody who's a professional who's trained. And then you get other people that are also saying, Oh my God, my boyfriend does the same thing. Or, Oh my God, I feel the same right. way. Or whatever it is, you know, it's like a it's highly like a moderated Facebook group. <laughs> you seen any of those? <laughs> There's no such thing. Facebook groups are the best. They're out of control. Out of control. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, this is great. So, everyone, 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 go if you if if you're going to reach out to anybody. Uh, Dr. Bernstein, her episode before was amazing. This will be great. Um, we'll link out to your uh, to your website also in the description of this episode. Summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 
timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, so you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at lumideodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda-free, paraben-free, and pH-balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Jordana, you ready? Yeah, let's do let's do a couple emails. Now and that these we have are a like, professional here. These are pro emails. These are the types we bring in. We bring in the the big guns. This is this is uh, these types of emails. Yes. All right. I'll read the first one. Okay. What up, J and J? Love the podcast. It has been helping me get through the mundane work from home days. I have a question about how to approach a conversation about finances with my fiance. My, my uh, fiance and I have been together for four years and plan to get married in a small courthouse wedding next summer when COVID is hopefully over. We don't live together due to family reasons, but we have talked about sharing finances once we get married and have pretty much always been on the same page regarding financial plans and how we prioritize our money. We decided that we want to save up to put a, put a down payment on a house in the near future. To decide how much we were both going to contribute to this fund, we calculated our individual monthly expenses run rent car loan average food gym memberships etc and looked at how much money we had left over from our respective paychecks and each decided we can we would contribute 30 percent of that amount doing this calculation we each are contributing about the same amount um my fiance makes a bit more money than i do than i do but he also pays a bit more in rent and postmates most of his lunches so it didn't strike me as strange that we ended up paying the same for our down payment fund Fast forward to two weekends ago, my boyfriend was talking to his roommate about how much they spend on weed, and he said they each spend about $500 a month each. I know my boyfriend smokes quite a bit, and I, don't, and I really don't care because it doesn't impact his life negatively, but that amount of money still really surprised me. When I brought it up to him, he said that he included that amount in his average monthly expenses, which I don't feel great about. <laughs> Before getting mad... <laughs> 
<laughs> I, for some, for, for, I have to say, for a couple that I was like, wow, they are really doing it right. Like, I was like, man, <laughs> this is so honest. This is so great. Oh, my God. I forgot that pound of kush I'm buying on a <laughs> monthly basis. Like, what? That is a lot of money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so I brought oh, it up the, to- Oh, the cocaine. Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> like, what? Uh before getting mad, I tried to think of any hobbies I do that cost a comparable amount of money, but I really don't have any. My question is, how do I approach him about saying that 500 bucks, or at least part of it, shouldn't really count as regular monthly, regular monthly cost and should count more towards the remainder of our paycheck when deciding how much we should each be putting towards our down payment? I don't want it to come off as if I'm trying to judge or control his smoking because I truly don't care and it isn't like he's hiding it. I just don't, it just doesn't seem right that I'm pinching pennies at happy hour and figuring out ways to save a much higher proportion of, of my pay than he is. I don't care if he continues to spend that much money on weed in the future at all, but I think he should then be making financial sacrifices in other places so we can contribute, to, so we can continue to put money toward our down payment. Sincerely, um, conflict diverse, but still want a house. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dr. Bernstein, I'm sorry. What do you think about what's going on here? Is, well, yeah, I, I mean, my first thought was the same as Jordana's. That seems like a lot of money. Um, I mean, my husband's a musician, so I, I guess that there's <laughs> a certain budget, you know, that people have. But, but uh, that kind of... Can you expense that if you're a musician? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta put my psychedelics on the, on, on the accountants on my... Yeah, like, what are you talking about? I could... I, yeah. I mean, Go that, ahead. I'm sorry. No, that that does sound that does sound like a lot. So I think there's like a moderation question here first. That's like one thing. It's you know one thing to say, okay, this is your thing, but I, you know, so that's one thing that I would ask about is just sort of like, all right, it's so you know for her to say, I get it. This is your thing. You like to do that. It calms you down or whatever your thing is. But that's you know to be able to bring up that seems kind of like a lot. And I think this is a great practice question or stuff that's going to get even harder than this as life goes on you know so um, well also like learning how to deal with conflict she said she's like conflict diverse so this yeah. is sort of like a like even no matter what the actual issue was like figuring out how to bring it up is probably like the main thing right yeah and it's, it sounded like the last time they spoke about it that it seemed like it went well like maybe they do have good communication they were able to have this conversation and be on the same page and agree on the 30% or whatever they were doing. So it sounds like they were able to have this conversation. So my recommendation to her would be to just reapproach it and sort of, you know, say like basically what she said here. I, I have to say, I kind of heard a different thing from this email. Like to me, I heard that first paragraph where it's like, we've decided to save up. Uh, we're going to contribute 30% each based on like, the way they did it made me embarrassed about how my girlfriend and I are doing our finances. Like we're very like, ah, I got, I got the groceries this time you get them next. Like we're, we're like, I was like, I heard that and I was like, wow, good for them. Like I was actually like, it, so I was very impressed at the amount of communication they had. But then when it comes to like, okay, Oh, I included the $500 a month in my, in my personal, like, ex you know, like, what did it, what did she call it? Her like, like his, like, personal monthly finances or something, like well, individual monthly expenses. She said his his expenses, and you're like, to me, I'm like, he 
basically, like to me, this was a contract negotiation where he slipped something in in a buy, you know, like in like a small writing on the contract. Like for him not to like, I understand like he might be joking with a friend. Yeah, I'm doing 500 bucks a month of getting high. Like that's fun to talk with a friend. I don't know if that's the exact amount, but to then like look at her after they've had such a detailed and mathematical conversation then go, oh yeah, that's what I included. Like, she, like I think she has a right to be like, hey, we have to have a contract renegotiation. Like, I, I, I when when you talked about monthly expenses, I didn't put in my happy hour drinks. Should I put those in? Like, I, I, I would feel a little bit lied to. Like, because, like, I would think that, like, in my mind, if I had as, you know, as detailed as them, and then I went to my, I would feel like, and I'm not saying this is true, but that, they went back to their friends or their family and they're like, yeah, I'm making out like a bandit. I got, I'm getting my 500. She doesn't even know part of my expense. She didn't even ask what my expense for me to break down my expenses. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, I hear you. I, I, I do agree that I'm pretty sure when he, if he really pulled out a calculator or wrote, scratched this down on the back of an envelope that when he was writing down that he was like, Hmm, should I include that or not? You know, I don't think <laughs> yeah. it's a no-brainer, you know? So, Well, this here's, my, here's my question. I don't know if it was, like, quite as malicious as, like, you know, I'm just going to sneak this in and, like... Sure. like. And she says she's, like, totally... The part that, to me, seems, like, to defend him for a second, like, that... The part, she says she's total. She knows how much she smokes. He doesn't try to hide it. She's, like, totally fine with that part of it. So, like, let's replace, hypothetically, if we replaced, um, you know, the the weed thing with he goes out with his friends um he goes out with his friends and spend 500 spends about 500 dollars a month like on like dinner or bars or nights out with his friends sure would it be different or is it because it's like sort of like this seemingly unnecessary like to is me- it is it sort of either consciously or subconsciously linked to like sort of like but to perhaps a negative connotation with like spending money on drugs to me, it's more that he cooked the books like this, like like when you send in your expenses to the government to be like, yeah, this is what I'm writing off for the year. Like and you put like an extra Uber in there. That's kind of what I see this as with him where he's like, oh, yeah, this is like my play. You know, I'm doing so I spent about a thousand a month on food and leisure. And then, you know, like and, and you're like. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just think she has a right to renegotiate. That's my point. It's not that right. it's malicious. It, and like, but like in a relationship, like in with dealing your, with your significant other, like I just wouldn't want to come to like the conclusion that I had to figure this out. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims. And with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations. So it's no surprise that it's the best fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality. But with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form fitting and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It 
has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down. And you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble. And it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low rise jeans and pluck thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins multi-active cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins multi-active cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP, Clarins.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. Do you think it's fair um, to ask someone to spend less money on something that they enjoy in order to buy a house, let's say? Well, I think it's worth the conversation, you know, and I think like, Jared, when you said before that you and your girlfriend just kind of like, all right, I'll get this one, I'll get this one. There's something nice about that too, because it's not so like tit for tat, which I think sure. is an issue in a lot of relationships. And this relationship, if she comes in to your point, Jordana, and says, okay, fine. If you're going to include your weed, I'm going to include my happy hour drinks and whatever. So that, if that's what we're going to do, if we're going to include, you know, uh, that type of, of leisure stuff, then, you know, Jared, like you're saying, let's include it. Let's put it all out there. I'm going to include my credit, my whole credit card bill. But I mean, what else is there than, you know, going out to drinks and dinner and weed and unless you're, you know, I don't know what else people, I guess, you know. I guess like a vacation or like, I, I, I don't know, or, or yeah, whatever it might be. A way to have this conversation is from the couples therapist perspective is, you know, you don't want it to come off as, Okay, tit for tat. Like you spent, you, you know. Well, if you're going to do this, then I'm going to do this. Right. I think it has to be more conversation about how she feels, which is sort of like when I, you know, order the two dollar Bud Light at happy hour instead of getting my martini that I usually like. It makes me feel resentful that I know that you're not. Pin- I think for her, it's more the issue of I'm kind of pinching pennies and you're not, and that's the part that's upsetting her. So I think sure. you know, when she communicates this, it's just sort of like, this is how I, I feel this way when I haven't put in a situation where I'm trying to save money and I don't feel like you are. Um, right. That'll probably get him to like empathize more with the situation than being like trying to con- like feeling like she's trying to control him or like phrasing it as like, 
this is my vengeful now like plan right. is to is to include all these things in all her happy hours or whatever she does yeah I could also totally understand that she has no idea what $500 worth of weed is. Like, I don't. Like, I'm not, like a I'm not a big... It seems like a lot, <laughs> but like, I, I'm not a smoker. I don't know. Like, I, 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 I will partake. I'm not, a, I'm not a square, but I'm no... Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know. So maybe, like, maybe he would go... Like, to defend him, I guess, is to say, like, well, the when I smoke this much each day, it works out to that. Like, like I know what a beer costs, you know, like as opposed to, so maybe it's like just even discussing, like hopefully he comes back with, well, this is how much my weed costs, you know, like that's a more, you know, that's more of a conversation. At least you're having it, you know? Right. And bottom line, if, if she's okay with how much she's smoking, like she doesn't feel like it's a problem. Um, then I guess this whole thing isn't a problem because that's part of the deal with him is he's going to have this expense, whether she includes it in his, whether they include it in the 30% or not. Like at some point when you get married, it's all going to be one big pool of money is what it sounds like. Um, right. His expenses yeah. are going to be your expenses kind of. Yeah. So this is part of the package unless she, unless, which it doesn't sound like the issue is this is a ridiculous amount of money to be spending on weed. If that's, but that doesn't sound like what she's saying. No. Yeah. So she might just, the other perspective for her might be, I 100% think she should bring it up. I 100% think she should discuss it with him. But the answer for her might be, okay, this is part of the deal with him. This is what he comes with. He comes with a, you know, $500 a month price tag and weed. That's part of his deal, you know. She should have known when, he, when she moved his bong collection into the house. <laughs> that should have been a, a telltale sign. I, I, I have a kind of a separate question to this. Is a do you get a lot of questions from couples on the subject of drugs and substance abuse? Is that like a, a big thing with couples that come to you, or is that a big part of the what's going on? I would imagine like alcohol or drinking related. Yeah. I feel like that's what we used to fight about a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <No? laughs> drinking seems to be more of the issue sometimes. Like if there's kids involved, then I think weed becomes more of an issue because you know it's. The drinking usually there's more fighting people come home you know they're like typically issues that couples can handle when both people are drinking that like a lot of times they'll call me after some major blowout that happened when they both went out and they both had too much to drink and then all that icky stuff that's been brewing kind of spews all over the place they um, get some some like some verbal beer muscles so yeah. to speak right so sometimes there's that like i've had a lot of couples that just only argue when they're drunk so then I'm kind of like, look, if you're only arguing when you're drunk and you're coming in here and you're paying all this money for couples therapy, let's just try to not drink as much and see how the relationship does. You know? Sure. Or right. let's all get drunk and have the therapy while you're drunk. <laughs> well, I, re I remember no, my, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> well, that's funny. I remember like, you know, talking to my therapist about some fights we had gotten in and he's, he's like, have you ever thought, you know, have you ever thought about drinking a little less? <laughs> and I was like, whoa. I didn't, I didn't come here to get judged. <laughs> yeah. No, so I think it is. Looks like a desperate. <laughs> I think the alcohol is an issue because it definitely, it, it makes people not communicate in a kind and empathic way. Like if she decided mm. to approach this issue when she was drunk, it probably wouldn't go as well as if she was well thought out and, you know, 
thoughtful about her approach and how he would take it. I, I would assume that like the one thing you can't really see coming with like relationships and marriage is like how someone like what I guess like alcohol, especially you don't know, like, are we on the same wavelength? Like with the amount of drinking, when, when's the time to stop? Like that's gotta be such a hard thing to figure out. A hundred. I have actually had a lot of couples that come in that met, you know, out and there you spent yeah. their relationship like drinking and partying with friends and whatever and then they get married and then usually there's a sort of like okay we're married now maybe we should slow down and it's like well but we don't have any kids what's the problem and then sometimes once they start thinking about or the woman or whomever starts thinking about having kids then there's this issue of this our whole relationship has been this and yeah. now suddenly it's not going to be this and that's a big change you know it's a big change to go from you know, hanging out, drinking pretty much every weekend, maybe both nights of the weekend to, you know, definitely I, much less. I mean, also, like, I got, I, I drank last weekend and um, I woke, I flew back on Sunday and then, you know, Jess is like, let's do lunch, let's do whatever when I got back, you know, or let's eat at the apartment. And I'm like, I I can't imagine throwing a kid into this, like getting back and being hung over and feeling right. like crap. And then it's like, I would be like, yeah, you take care of the kid. But it's like, you just got back. You didn't see him the whole, you know, like I, I had this whole imaginary hungover fight, I, about, fight. Your, about your non-existent <laughs> child. Exactly. I'll do that. I'll do that, too, where I'll be like, you know, you're sleeping till like 1130 on the weekends, like. Who's going to take care of the baby when like yeah. the baby that doesn't exist? Like who's going to be getting up early on the weekends to get these? Like there is no baby. What do you mean? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So I think that comes up a lot, especially like when you're really, once you start trying, then you're anxious about everything. Kind of like, you know, there's all these changes or if you get pregnant or whatever, that's, that's a big one, you know, because then you literally can't drink. And so now, you know, that complicates the relationship. Oh man. Oh, how good it is to be a man. Well, <laughs> good luck seeing nine months. That's what I'm going to say when, when I, Got a as I'm cracking driver. into a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Let's do another email. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. You want to read it? Yeah, UUP at Betches.com. Listen, uh, we have 
Dr. Bernstein at our disposal. So if you have an email that you think would be good for the show that would need a professional take on it, send it in. UUP at Betches.com. Hi, J&J. Longtime listener. Thank you for giving me a reason to look forward to Wednesdays during the quarantine. And now Sundays, people. Make your Instagram stories. I am writing in to get your perspective on a situation with my boyfriend who I've recently moved in with during quarantine. It was planned pre-coronavirus. So this is like exactly my situation. My girlfriend and I um, were planning on moving in, then moved in mid-quarantine, mid but it was always like coming. You know, it wasn't because we were like, let's shack up and see what happens. This is, I, I think, a different situation. But this seems very much in line with what I'm going through. Um, we've been living together for less than two months and I started going back to work in June for the 4th of July. We went away to his family's lake house and he stayed for a few more weeks. I had to go back to our home city because I'm back at work and he could stay and work remote remotely. Honestly, the three weeks we were apart were tough. I was, I was alone because of quarantine and most of my friends had left the city to quarantine elsewhere. On top of that, our communication wasn't as often as I would have liked. He was also with his family and often doing activities. Oh, that's got to suck to like you're stuck in an apartment wherever she is. Alone, and then, yeah. And then, yeah. And they're on the lake. They're fishing, hiking. <laughs> He's got his you know, bucket hat on. Um, often, <laughs> often we would text a little during the day and then he would call or text at night and try to initiate sexting or phone sex. Okay. Sounds like he's having a great time. What a day. <laughs> Man, with all that hiking, I could really use some coming. Um, <laughs> I, I would have, I would be frustrated because it felt like he would only want to talk to me if I could, if it could lead to sexting. I'd bring this up while he was gone, often leading to arguments and making me feel even more lonely. We've now talked through a lot of these issues and both understand that if it wasn't for quarantine, I might not have felt so lonely. But I was alone in our new apartment for weeks and didn't have a social life to turn to. Now he's thinking about going back to his lake house for Labor Day <laughs> and staying for another extended period of time. This guy is hilarious to me. I'm sorry. I, I, um, he says he should take advantage of being able to do this thanks to work from home. But I feel like he's not thinking about us and how we now live together and I need to be taken into consideration. As Jared would say, he's not thinking in terms of we. Uh, am I overreacting for not wanting him to stay an extended period of time and leaving me alone in our new apartment? My thought is he should do a week there, but then come back. We're in a new chapter of our relationship, and I want us to spend time in our apartment and just the life living together. I'd appreciate an outside perspective because I can't tell if I just became a crazy girlfriend while I was alone in the apartment for weeks. Thank you. I started talking to my plants. <laughs> um, so... What do we think here? Uh, Dr. Bernstein, any thoughts? Yeah, well, look, at, you know, Jared, it seemed like you had a pretty strong reaction to it just in terms of, like, this guy's kind of getting away with murder here. It, it feel, I mean, right. I'm just, it, 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 I have to say, I, I don't mean to, like, turn on my own, my own, my own kind, but, like, this guy <laughs> is something like yeah, he's something else. I, I got right. Doesn't it? I, I mean, the, if they're at the point where they're living together. I find it odd that it never came up that he was like, "Are you coming? Like with me to my parents?" Well, she had to go back. She had to go back to work. She had to work. She had. Oh, I get. Okay, she has to be in the office. That's a good point. Um, 
So, I mean, she seems like, does this, I mean, to me, she seems pretty reasonable and actually like really, um, she's really working with him to the point where she's like, I I mean, to the point where she sounds gaslighted a little bit. Like she sounds like she's been gaslit, right? You know, I I saw you pause a second when you read that part where it said, we, we talked it through and came to the conclusion that if it wasn't for quarantine, that I wouldn't feel so lonely. It's sort of like that was, you know, I don't know that that's like <laughs> right. a conclusion because it is quarantine and you do feel lonely, you know? So the reality right, it doesn't make it okay. Right. The yeah. reality of it is this is how you feel. And a hundred percent. I mean, I think you, I think you're right. I think she's, she's, she knows what is reasonable. She's very introspective. And I think her, solution of like yeah do a week and then come home for a week and then go back for a week or whatever whatever you want to do but i think to just um sort of leave her alone and then say yeah well it sucks if it wasn't for quarantine you probably wouldn't feel like this because you have all your friends and you know but you don't so it is what it is and i think she has a right to sort of say hey you know we have this new place you know, come. I, I get it. She doesn't want to be a buzzkill and sort of be like just because I'm miserable sure. needing to work every day, you should be miserable sitting in the apartment. You know, not not fishing and jet skiing or whatever he's doing over there. But I do think it's reasonable for her to say, "Hey, let's compromise." You know, how about you come home for a week and then you can go back, or you know, whatever the case might be. I think a compromise sounds reasonable in this. Right. Situation. For me, it would bother me. I think more that he like didn't wanna didn't want to stay. You know, like I want him to want to do the dish. Like I want him to, it wouldn't be like that. I think that would annoy me even more than the fact that he was gone would be. And I think you, Jared, used to kind of experience this when you used to, when you were on the road a lot more, maybe like when you weren't living together and it would be like, you're gone all the time. And it would be like more, it's more annoying to me when like the person like doesn't want to like when you're like, Oh, I have to like negotiate with you to get you to be right. here like i want you to like be excited and want to want to be sure. living with me and want to stay with me and not um and not that i have to like work out this deal with you or this contract with you where you got to be home for like a week here um and then you can go live your best life the other week like you know what i mean right because then he might end up feeling resentful that he's being dragged you know that she's like forcing him to stay home um so yeah i, th- I think she wants to feel missed and she doesn't, you know, even in the, in the contact during the day where he's like, seems like he only wants to reach out to her when he wants to, you know, sex or whatever. So yeah, I think she wants to feel like he misses her the same way she misses him. But at the flip side, you know, for him, that does sound like, you know, you do a couple hours of work and then you go fishing or you do a couple hours of work and then you, you know, go lay on a beach or whatever he's doing. So I, I, I get that. It's not exactly comparing apples to apples in terms of being with her. I, I guess I the, the thing like I, I I have this thing where I'm always jealous of people who lack the thing of their brain. Like it sounds like he lacks that thing in his brain that makes him feel uncomfortable doing exactly what he wants to do. Right. Like and I and I have a little bit of jealousy of that in my own life because I'm always like I'm triple thinking things. How will this person Everyone feel? always How says, Jared, you're too considerate. I'm too considerate. <laughs> you're just I, always putting others before yourself. That's, <laughs> that's my thing. I'm Jared, Mr. Considerate Free. That's, that's what people call me. a girlfriend. If you didn't have that, you probably would not have a girlfriend today if you didn't have that little shit <laughs> that says, uh, I don't think she would probably 
you know. Yeah, I mean, I I do understand. Like, even my parents, they're like, "Come down!" Like, they're in Florida, and they're like, "Get down here!" And I'm like, "Well, you know, like, I gotta, I got, I gotta consider. You know, Jess has a schedule. We gotta figure that out. I don't know. Like, to me, like, it sounds like he's just going. They're like, "Come to the lake," and he's like, "See you there." And he's like, right, and, right. and just has no, th- like, there does have to be. You're living with someone. This isn't a roommate. This isn't someone you're passing, you know, you can see, you cannot see for a week. <laughs> like, you know, like I, 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 even like a roommate, you cannot see them for a week because you're on different schedules. But like, if you're living with someone, a significant other, I, I just don't understand how he, again, how he's getting away with this. Like it doesn't. Right. Or I, I mean, I get what, what, uh, I get what, uh, Dr. Bernstein is saying here um, in terms of like, yeah, he's like, it is like a good, it is like a nice situation to be able to be at a lake house. So it's not like I, so I can understand why he'd be like, yeah, this is like a great opportunity. But then if she's like, if she is, I think accurately and appropriately expressing how she, she feels, even if he does go, there are other ways that he can show that even if he's gone, that he's thinking about her, that it's not just like a sex thing that he's like, that he wished that he does want to be with her, whether that's like, calling her more in like a non-sexual way sending her flowers or like you know suggesting she come down for the weekend or a time that she's not working like that seems like potentially another option or something like that i feel like there's ways to sort of that i think men miss a lot of the time those opportunities for they're like well we just can't figure it out it's like if you do something to show that you care i think the person usually doesn't take it as personally because it's not really about like oh he's there and he's not here it's like a sense that she's like does he even want to be here? Well, how does, how do you, because so in that sense, I do think like saying to her, him how she feels when he goes, like, like putting it in those terms, like Dr. Bernstein, like you said for the last email where it's like, I feel this way when you call me and it's all about, she said, but how do you deal with a significant other who kind of lives in the land of facts instead of emotions? Like it feels like, to me, in this email, when she says, it feels like you only call me to sex and that le- often leading to arguments and making me feel even more lonely. She said she would bring this up when he's gone, often leading to arguments and making me feel more lonely. And then when they talk about the issues, we both understand it wasn't for quarantine. I might not have felt so lonely. Like, it sounds like his argument style or his debate style is to say, there's a lake with a house that I can stay in for free how could you take that away from me? I'm up there lonely too. That's why I need to sext. Like there are people that kind of like, like that live in this right. like black and white. What, how could you take away these things from me? You know that you would want overly them rational too. almost. Yeah. How do you deal with someone like that? Well, I think if, if, if she could, you know, have the conversation in terms of like, part of being in a relationship is caretaking each other. Right. So her saying to him as she has this whole time, like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of you by saying, I know this is important to you. I know this makes you happy. You're with your friends, you're with your family. I'm going to be happy for you and, and be supportive and kind of give you that because I know that that's something that makes you happy. But like your dad is saying, well, what can he do to, to do the same thing? So it, it doesn't have to be that rational argument. Like I can't be in two places at once. I can't be at the lake and be, be at home. 
she's going to give it to him. She's going to let him be up at that lake perhaps for a certain period of time. But I agree with Jordana. If, if she said to him, I need you to take care of me a little bit more or to meet my emotional needs a little bit more, like, you know, call me during the day or FaceTime me while you're on the boat or whatever it is that he can do, send me flowers every now and then or, or invite me up or at least show that there's some desire to be together. I think it, I agree with you. I think it would make a big difference for her if he was more connected while he was there. Yeah. So that's that way of saying like, yeah, black and white rational. Okay. Your physical body can be up at the lake, but I need to be emotionally, you know, connected. Yeah. And I, yeah, I need you to feel, I need to feel connected. And maybe that's a bigger issue. Like I said, some of this stuff, this, these quarantine, you know, squabbles end up, digging at a bigger issue, which is maybe she's more desiring of that emotional connection than he is. But, which- but also she shouldn't apologize for this. Like I, the, the idea, again, that sentence like really hit me where it's like, uh, we both came. To, I, I, if it wasn't for the quarantine, I might not have felt so lonely. Like to her, to, to her, I would say like, how many times in life is that going to be the sentence? If it wasn't for me being pregnant, I wouldn't feel so emotional. Right, if it right. wasn't for me mm-hmm. having to take care of the kids, we would have more sex. If it wasn't for me, uh, for the kids moving on to college, we'd, we'd have more to talk about. Like, when does that end is, is really, like, I, I, I understand, like, to me, the quarantine, COVID isn't the excuse because that's just a life moment. This is how you reacted. This is how he reacted. He went to right. the lake. You know, and if like, that's the case, how right? How are you going to help me get through this instead of just saying like, "Well, this is what it is. It'll pass once this thing passes." Instead, it's like, "How can we work together to make me not so that I don't feel like this?" Right. It, it, I I think there might have been a little bit of, I don't know if it was like gaslighting, like you said, or there might have been a little bit of like her getting really angry or crazy or like kind of flipping out, and then the mm-hmm. conversation turned to like whoa, you're being crazy. Whoa, like relax. You're right. being controlling. And now she's like, oh, okay. I am sorry. I was being so crazy and controlling. I just am so lonely because it's quarantine. This isn't, I don't think she wants to identify as like a crazy controlling girlfriend. And I think Blingy she's person, right? right? Yeah. And I think she's yeah. feeling like that right now. And it's not making her feel good about herself either, which is hence the email, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that can often happen when you like lead with like anger as opposed to like what you were saying before in terms of like, this is how I feel. Like if you, if you come to someone and you feel like sad, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a lot easier for them to like sort of like do what they can to make you feel better than like if you come to them with anger because then they're just like on the defensive and like here's the list of facts for like why you shouldn't be angry and mad. Um, and now they're <laughs> angry that you're angry. So now you're both right. like angry, you know, um, which doesn't exactly go well. I, I think also uh, to- I totally agree, and I also like Jordana. Like when you moved in with Mike, like when I moved in with Jess, like we're you know we we're still getting to know our living situation. Like I'm not saying that I even know anything at this point, but like the first couple months, like we've been living together for less than two months, and I started going back to work uh, in June, Fourth of July. We went to his, like the timeline of this is like. They don't even know how they operate as a living together couple at this point. Right. Well, that's why I get where she's like, let's like do this. Like we're live together. Like let's live together. Yeah. <laughs> because that, that was the point of like. Li- <laughs> probably so psyched, you know, like I'm yeah. sure what didn't happen overnight. You know, she's probably really excited and thought maybe he was too. And then it, 
it actually sounds like it didn't even end up happening. And in her head, she's probably like, oh, he keeps leaving. Like, does he regret this? Like, why is he like, he doesn't seem like he's like so excited about this. Like, like if, if, if I moved in with someone and they immediately started leaving for long stretches at a time, I would start to question whether that was something they really wanted or not. I think Jess feels that way when I take a walk. <laughs> You're not in this. <laughs> yeah. Why, why are you walking so much? Where are you? Where are you going? Are you oh, going? I just like the bridge. It's a good view. What's that? I go for longer walk. Oh, I should go for longer walks. She said. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So I, I, I listen. Uh, this was great. Do we have anything else? I think that's it. This was so helpful and so great. I'm so glad that you came back. I'm sure the listeners will be too. We had great feedback from the first time you were here. Um, and just to repeat for the listeners, where can they find you if they want to book a personal one-on-one session or group therapy? Um, where can they look look that up? Sure. NaomiBernstein.com. So N-A-O-M-I-B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N.com um, to, to reach out to me and book an appointment an individual session, or if you are interested in group therapy, you can find me at groupporttherapy.com. You put in your information, and the one cool thing about it, and I actually tested it out because I hate this, when you go to a website and you just kind of want to check it out, and you put in your name and email, and then they bombard you with a bunch of crap for the next two weeks, so that doesn't happen. So you can put your email in, put your name in, just poke around a little bit, click on relationships, you'll see me there, and you can find out um, how to get started doing group therapy where you can see me, um, but it'll be in a group setting with some other people too. Um, so that's groupporttherapy.com or naomibernstein.com. And I look forward to helping a lot of you and coming back. You guys let me know when, when you're ready because I love doing this. It's really fun. Um, and you guys are great. Well, that's it for the Sunday special. Every Sunday we are here with a little something extra. If you have an idea for the Sunday special, something new for us to do. We got we got ideas. We don't need your ideas, but we'd like them. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. And tune in Wednesdays. Tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. Keep sharing on Instagram. We'll be back next episode. You Up is hosted by Jared Freed. And Jordana Abraham. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Social media by Abby Lloyd. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at, at UUPPod on Instagram and email your questions to UUP at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.